There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Bud Pod 204. 204, I can't take it anymore. I'm, <laughs> 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 I'm just, I'm quite tired today. Yeah. Because uh, um, it's been a big weekend for me. I was at the, I was at the O2. This weekend, I did my first arena gig. You did double O two. I did. I doubled O two. That's crazy. This weekend, yeah. The J, the J, JFL Just for Laughs festival was in London for the first time, um, proper. Just and for laughs. That's all they're here for. Just laughs. Nothing else. No uh, pathos. <laughs> or bathos. Or bath. Well, like, oh, our jokes all technically bathos. Because bathos is of a build-up of pathos, and then you you, you portray it. it. Yeah, you pop it. Oh, maybe you're right. I mean, I almost called the show bathos because all all jokes are bathos. That's interesting. That'd be funny. A guy going right. It's all bathos, people. <laughs> if I see any pathos, I'm gonna lose my fucking rag. <laughs> if okay. if I start a comedy festival, I call it ba- I call it bathos festival. Bathos. Bathos. Jeff Bathos. <laughs> He's the funniest. Um, that's his stage name. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Bezos. That's how you say it in Spanish. Is it a Spanish name Bezos? No, no, like like oh. you lisp. Oh, Bezos, of course. Yeah, Bezos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so on the Friday night was a big gala hosted by Graham Norton. Yes. Spangly Jacket. Spangly Jacket himself. Yeah. Graham Norton, and he had a couple of drag queens on: Danny mm. Beard and Bianca Del Rio. I think the name is. Sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's blind leading the blind here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I was about to go, ah, oh, Bianca Del Rio doesn't work in the, uh, <laughs> the following months. No, I've got no idea. Catherine Ryan, Joe Lysett, Jade Adams. Um, and Sam Ryder off of off of Eurovision did two songs. Oh. The man with the biggest mouth in England. He Is can it? get his mouth big. When he really? sings, he goes, wah, like that. Really? Wah! Like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Giant time. mouth. I mean, he's a very good singer, but I think he's he's so good at singing because he he opens his mouth big enough for all the notes to come out. Yeah, all the notes come out. Of they his come mouth. out without uh, bumps on them from your teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. pure, just ah, just a pure beam of full letter. It's like a hamehameha or something. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like a beam shooting out of his mouth. Space man, your yeah. <laughs> mouth is more like just like a tuber. Uh, opening yeah it really a circle is circle of sound people like to, to talk about the voice as their instrument but for him it really is a, like like yeah like a french horn <laughs> <laughs> i met him backstage yeah very chill very kind of hippie guy he like, hey man yeah you going oh, really this bump shorter than i thought he's about where would he he was about up to my chin maybe oh really yeah that is short long hair um but sweet guy. But yeah, it was 7,000 people. Most of nice. people I've ever performed to. What was that like? I mean, the most I've ever done would be Sheffield Town Hall supporting Frank. And that would have been 2,800. Oh, yeah. 2,800. Wow. That's a big boy. 
but that was like a bit like gigging to the sea. Yes, it is like gigging to the sea. That's a, that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, I, I sort of you could I could pick out the faces in the first five rows maybe, yeah. but then you can just sort of see the shadows all the way to the back because because of the adverts around the perimeter of the arena, you get just enough light to see the shape of the crowd right but like, they're like dark figures so it's like the the audience in like um one of those old pixel boxing games yeah well it's more like Just these sort of outlines of heads well they look like forever. spirits like ghosts it, it was kind of like ominous. have you seen the new it no well when he opens his mouth you, you look into it and you see all the souls he's eaten and it's kind of, oh. and it's like transfixing you can't look away even though it's horrible and it wasn't horrible, but it was like looking into kind of Hades and all these souls. There. Oh, cool! But but I think the human mind can't really like even compute that number of people. So no. it felt, I felt like I was performing to maybe five hundred people. Yeah, and was that there that thing where you do the joke, you, you know, and it was my bum yeah. or whatever, and yeah. it goes like, like yeah, that. it's like a. The main thing was you have to give each joke a lot of time because the laugh has to go all the way to the back and then come back to you and yeah um yeah because every, every everyone sort of laughs out of step with each other anyway yeah but with that many people it's just like every sort of version of laugh is there so you just kind of have to wait for it all to ebb and then you go again uh but it was it was, it was nice it was fun and i got to kind of i've never done that before uh did you move around a lot? I always feel like I, 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 I when did. I'm on a big stage, I always think I don't really move. I don't need this. I would rather be on like a pillar. Yeah, yeah. I I, I became quite stationary. But when I started doing stand up as you know as a teenager, I would bound about stage. And yeah. Now and then I became very very static, and now I'm trying to be more mobile again. Yeah, it's it's the thing with some gigs, small gigs like stuff. The stage I'm thinking of here is maybe like something like Ruby Blue. In if London, you, in, in London, if you sense. move, it's distracting. I think it's worse. Yeah, but if it's big, I think people switch off if you're not near to their bit, or at the very least, if you go near to their bit, they go, "Whoa!" Yeah, you have to engage everyone. This guy's over here now. Just give them reason not to clock off. You just make totally, eye contact yeah. with each section. Yeah, um, Kylie Minogue style. Yeah, but it was like gigging to the sea. You're right. Yeah, but but the sea that enjoyed it, it you know, I did well. A um, laughing sea. Yeah, laughing sea. <laughs> Bunch of laughing seas in that uh, <laughs> crowd. Um, yeah, so that was really interesting. And then last night, Sunday, the wrestling was on. Max in a van, um, comedians come wrestlers. Uh, They've done it before. They organized it at the Fringe. It's like a big novelty show where a bunch of clowns put on leotards and, and wrestle each other, with, each other with also some professionals in there. Yeah. Uh, and I was in the big eight-way championship match at the end oh nice and i went through a table i just showed pierre a video of me going through a table off oh, off the ring it's so sick <laughs> it's great it felt wonderful what what did you quickly clear off the table there were props from uh, abby clark's character the ring influencer and she so her character is That's that funny. um she has a paid partnership with this energy drink is it just cups and stuff no it's cans oh shit like okay, basically yeah. red bull cans right, right right and they were meant to clear them and but stuff gets messed up on the night and people forget things yeah and i saw, i looked down and i knew i had to go through the table and so i had to make up a reason 
And so I just said, um, there should be no product placement at the wrestling. And I, I knocked it all away. And then I got on the turnbuckle and then went through the table. Nice. But we hadn't practiced the table at all. They just kept, during training, <laughs> Max and Evan just kept saying, and then you go through the table and you stretch it off. <laughs> and I'm, I was just like, can we try this at some point? I mean, um, no, like, we on, only have one table. We on can't. the day. Well, literally, they only had one table. And uh, on the day it turned up and they showed me the table and said, where do you want it? And I was like, oh, God. It, <laughs> oh, and I just God. kept like getting up on the ring and I couldn't practice. So I just had to keep getting up. So sort of, imagine falling through it, imagining going Ugh. through it. And all the pros there were going, it's fine. It's great. I mean, I've never gone through a table before, <laughs> but you'll be absolutely <laughs> fine. And I'm like, what? So there really? are the two of the pros there had never gone through a table. So you were doing something that even they hadn't quite reached yet. <laughs> In a sense, yeah. Uh, but weirdly, God. the referee for the night, a really nice guy called Oscar, he had gone through the table as a referee in in um, some uh, in a match. Um, oh, of course, because so, he's like a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like in one match, one of the wrestlers accidentally knocks the referee into the table. Sure, so, sure. So he was showing me a video of him going through a table, and when I went through it, it was so nice. It was like the comfiest thing ever. It was like going. Someone, someone said it was like going through a ball pit. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. It's like going into a big ball pit. Really? Yeah, because they also they put like a bunch of uh, Abby's uh, like cardboard boxes underneath. Because uh, it's meant to be her merch stand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that kind of cushioned it too. Oh, cool! But it, it gives such great noise. It's real crunchy kind of noise. Yes. And and people like oh wow. I, even as a kid watching the wrestling, I remember thinking, "What's the referee? What's the looking at the referee going? What is this for him?" Yeah, there aren't r- seemingly any rules, and the infractions are never accompanied by any. You know, well, the refs are always checking up on people. That's what they're doing, really. Yeah, it's like a hidden medic. It seems like yeah, hidden medic, medic, sort of, sort of kind of director as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was so much fun, and and then I came back heroically and i won so i'm did you i'm current the wrestling oh, champion fuck. yeah oh i didn't know this yeah yeah i i sort of looked on social media and people were saying saying some photos and stuff but there wasn't a lot of detail oh wow well congratulations thank you very much i do need to post about it i'm just so tired yeah Could you have pictures with the belt and everything yeah oh yeah you gotta yeah. come on come on come yeah. on yeah you've got a big belt isn't that every boy's dream? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great to, as as as, as, as someone who's obsessed with wrestling in in my teenage years. Yeah, we got we got a tweet from someone I think who said um, that they their school was the same as mine, where it was all like the rough kids who liked the wrestling, hmm. the frightening boys. That's so strange. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to the nerds. Um, yeah, I think in my school it was more nerdy in Malaysia. Um, I got recognised in a pub. Oh yeah! On Saturday night, by a podbud, by a podbud, who saw me. Uh, it must have been. It must have been like uh, seeing Bob Dylan tuning a, a guitar in the <laughs> wild. They saw me looking for the toilet. <laughs> I I was at a thirtieth birthday, and it was in the sort of front zone of the pub. And then you go through mm. a door, and there's a sort of back zone. Yep. In which there was another thirtieth. Wow, okay. Yeah, and this podbud was at that one. Oh, but the, right. But to access the loos, you had to walk through the what I began to think of in my head as the rival birthday. Oh, but they got the loo room. They got the loo room. It's true, room. <laughs> um, but well, would, you, would you prefer the non-loo room or the loo room? Because you, you have the loo room, you have easy access to the toilet. But 
Frequent you interlopers. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd want the non-loo room. I think you're right. Yeah. We were by the door, so we did sort of have interlopers anyway. But loo interlopers, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's that it's difficult that in a pub, isn't it? Where you're in a room where you sort of feel like you have the expectation of privacy, but you haven't actually rented a room. You've just got a, t- a table that's the only table in a room. Right. And, and you get constantly have, I don't know if you have this, but I constantly have the little spikes of anxiety of, who's that person? Why are they at the birthday? I, as in, are they meant to be there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do, like Do that. they think this is a normal... Is this a normal... Tip? No, this is for... No, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. But, yeah. Um, a little name on uh, on a small chalkboard. Yeah. Place on the table, that kind of thing. Yeah. Look at it. Look, 6.30 p.m. Read it. Go away. Look, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Well, why won't you leave us alone? <laughs> <laughs> In peace. Harvesting and drinking. Yeah, but um, they saw me looking for... The Bogs, and yeah. we had a lovely chat. Um, and they saw your late Netflix record, and they and their friends are in a lot of the shots. You've made it sound like my Netflix record died. Your late, your late uh, Netflix record. <laughs> God rest its soul, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was very thrilling, because it feels like the sort of thing that happens to people more of a Joe Lysett level. Okay. Being you know, recognized. Being recognized in a pub. Right. Feels right, a bit right. different. Right, yeah. It yeah. feels like, oh, can't even go for a quiet drink. Ooh. Did you like it? Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. Great pleasure. A great pleasure. Is that, is that your first time being recognized in a pub? Mm, ooh. Maybe in a pub. That isn't like outside of the fringe. Yeah, or that isn't a pub that has a gig in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it is actually. Although I don't know if I mentioned this at the on the pod before, but myself and my partner and some friends were sort of drunkenly hiking up the road nearby a while back, and some a cool guy with a mustache smoking a rolled up cigarette outside a theater pub oh. just shouted Koji at us. Oh, sick! And I was like, "That's cool. That's great." But it was yeah. like three a.m., so I was like, "Nah." <laughs> Back at him. Thumbs up. Yeah, I wasn't cool about it. Um, but that was cool. Um, and it's hard to explain Koji when it's shout, shout. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so very nice. It's um, what, um, Here's a question. What is the backstage like at the O2? Is it an, a, a warren of rooms? Lot of, yes, um... Laura, lots Laura of rooms. long Laura Laura rooms, long hallways, and uh, lot of dressing rooms, and lots of framed sort of T-shirts from acts of play there before. Oh, so like Britney Spears signed memorabilia, Backstreet Boys, uh, JLS, oh. and and a wall of keys, which um, each one with the name of an act who's played twenty-one shows at the O2. Keys. Yeah, it's like I guess it's kind of like key to the city, maybe oh. key to the O2. It's like Prince. Very quest-like. Like, mm. But Mickey Flanagan is one of them. Yeah, He that did 21 guy. nights at the O2. I had no idea. That fucking guy lives at the O2. Is he still doing shows? Yeah, I think he's still doing shows at the I was astonished. He seems and- to just do so many. Yeah. What yeah. How- Mickey Flanagan seems to do nothing. Yeah. And then do a show at the O2. I know, yeah. It's what- he's one of those guys. He's like um, a groundhog. Mm. If Mickey Flanagan does a show at the O2 and sees his own shadow, it'll be a long winter. <laughs> To, and we see, wait till next year. But then you get back. But the the backstage, the actual back of the stage, is kind of like 
it's like the stage at a music festival or something, you know. Yeah, sort of wires bolted to the floor yeah, exactly, and some exactly. folding chairs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's sort of movable um, because everyone has a different setup, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yes, there'll be someone. It's funny to think of Britney Spears having a T-shirt. I'm a very T-shirt person. I think it might have been like one of the tour yeah, exactly. T-shirts. Yeah, exactly. But it's sort of, it's not for her so much. No, no, no. It would, it would have to be like, I guess a slightly eerie schoolgirl shirt mm. it was like britney spears is ob- like if the if the if the signed framed object related to the star uh-huh with prince it would have to be like a velvet waistcoat yeah or yeah you know all oh, right for britney it would be like that tied up schoolgirl creepy shirt. creepy schoolgirl top yeah um God bless her. mad now of course shame Shame that she's mad now. Free though, free to be mad. Free but crazy. <laughs> but you know, it's cool to be backstage there. All these um, superstars had treaded those boards. Um, oh, I got a, I got something for you on the way here, which ooh. is um, ooh, which will be both a treat but also will make you angry. I just thought, oh, lovely, uh, lovely, it's. It's a bag of Druvas, but made in London. Oh, no. <laughs> so this and is a South, meat. South, South African dried sausage, but not... It's got a great taste award, but then okay. that'll, that'll be given to them by so British tw- 2017. Uh-oh. Pre-COVID taste. Oh, no. But I thought I want to... I need a little snack, and I kind of want to try it. What I like is um, because this is a culture that doesn't know what this is. Yes. They're having to emphasize sort of health benefits in a way that are, are laughable to me. Right, yeah. What does it say? Gluten-free. <laughs> Low-carbon sugar. Right. Yeah, because it's fat and meat. Yeah, <laughs> and salt. High in protein. Yeah, it's a sausage. Yeah. No MSG. Yeah, most things. It's not, not Asian. It's not Asian. <laughs> Let's be frank, it's not Asian. But And I know you hate masticating on, on, on the waves, but yeah. I, I want to see your... Okay. Your reaction, just because we have recently, when we were in, we went up north on a dining trip recently, and you brought some absolutely fantastic yeah. biltong and drove us. Shout out to, Sno- not even a paid advert, I'd love for them to sponsor us and give us free stuff, Snoggies of South London, hmm. spelled how it sounds. You can order through the post. I order my beef through the post. <laughs> okay, it's in little chunks, they've chunked it. Okay, is that that's a bad sign. Um... Well, they've sort of turned it into like a kind of crisp yeah. experience. Uh, okay. He's whiffing the bag. He's chewing. No immediate obvious reaction so far. He's thinking. Pierre's deep in thought about this, actually. Pretty bland. Bland! Ah, oh, yeah. right. Let me try. Compare it to the one that I gave you from Snuggies. This is like product placement now. Apologies for this, listeners. It's a, it's a, essentially a salami stick is what we're dealing with here. I don't think that is bland. Oh. Hmm. The spices are nice and flavorful at the top. But you're right. There's not too much. It goes away. Yeah. There's not too much to back it up afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's oddly aromatic. I wonder what recipe they're using. It promises more than it delivers, but it's... It's fine. It starts off very well. Actually, the spicing is real nice. I think just the meat is not that tasty. Yeah. It's all fine. I wonder what meats they use. You can use different combos. Mm. What does it say? 
Welcome to Sausage Pod. You're listening to Sausage Pod. Sausage from the mouth, sausage from the bum. <laughs> now they're using beef only, to be fair. The ones we had, were they, did they have other bits in them? Beef, a little bit of pork, mm. maybe even some lamb fat. Holy crap. I know. Elaborate. I think that's what we did. That's what we're missing. That might be what we're missing. But I like this because this is this is like proper like pub. This is the equivalent. What all this labeling and stuff and this little blue packet it's in, like gluten free and like have you? Do you need protein? Are you yeah. an active a leisure wear wearer? Yeah. Power walking. It's all like if you went to a country, and like pork scratchings were labeled like that. No gluten. Right. Good for oh. carbo loading. Yeah, the, the, the packaging not really wasteful. is really unpleasant. It's blue. It's, it's blue. dark blue. It's kind of like... You know what it looks like? It looks like Holland and Barrett, Brazil nut. Mm. Like it, it, or, or like um, what, what, Wapa Chupa powder. Mix it into your smoothies for greater vitality. It looks like one of them. It really does. Come with a little plastic spoon. Unhealthy snacks should not be packaged as healthy. No, and they're only doing it because they don't know how to convince the British consumer to eat little sausages. I feel like the British consumer would love to eat little sausages. All the British consumer wants is little sausages. The second you say it's dried instead of, like, boiled and fucking... (laughs) I couldn't convince any of my friends growing up to try biltong or or dry vorse, through vorse. Really? They go, oh, what is it? It's, like, dark and... They go, yeah, it's like dried beef, like steak. Oh, it's not even cooked, it's raw. Uh, uh." They were struggling to get out of my vice-like grip. Ah, please, <laughs> eat it. <laughs> and they'd eat it and they'd sort of go, oh, yeah, it's okay. Wrong. Wrong, go, pongo. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. A thousand times wrong. Um, yeah, they were just against it. Uh, so I have sympathy for whatever marketing department had to sit and go, right, guys, is there any gluten in these sausages? Okay, gluten-free, great. Mm-hmm. Next step, uh, have these sausages... Uh, directly caused any murders maybe that's worth mentioning it puts me off food when it says and I, i'm not trying to be some edge lord <laughs> we can't even handle gluten anymore but when things say like gluten free no msg high in protein it puts me off because it makes it look like the food's been tampered with i was literally about to say it it's a big label that says we fucked with it <laughs> exactly yeah. we fucked with it yeah, if it's naturally these things just leave it it just was something it. really nice but don't worry the some crucial element of the niceness we've we've fucked with it and taken it away <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah finally lager without that annoying fizz <laughs> right okay <laughs> too many people's teeth were damaged by the carbon dioxide in the fizz yeah I don't want it then. <laughs> I don't want it then. I don't care about those people. I don't care about them or my teeth. Mm-hmm. I want my fizzy beer. I didn't come here to be healthy. I Let's... came here to yeah. I came here to drink poison. Yeah, it's very much salad at McDonald's. It's like well, <laughs> if I wanted this, I'd go somewhere else. <laughs> I am always amazed that there isn't an option. There's an option if you try and order McDonald's through like Deliveroo or something, or even on the big screens when you're yeah. in one, and they're like, "What would you like with your burger?" It's like chips. <laughs> The fuck do you mean? Are you sure you can have a bag of half green, half red, sour cherry tomatoes? Do you no. someone picks carrot sticks and an alarm goes off? Yeah, I think... Uh, watch, they just call the police. <laughs> Immediately, people should repel from the ceiling and shoot you. Someone goes, I'm just trying to be healthy. And then they blow his head off and it's just like frozen mercury, like Terminator. <laughs> Back to normal. 
and uh, then realize you're a replicant or something. <laughs> who? Yeah, because who goes like, well, obviously I'm having like an incredibly dry, melted cheese, mayonnaise-covered fucking world's least bread-like bun burger. Mm-hmm. But no, <laughs> Come on. It shouldn't be an option. No, no. It, it's the an chip insult. should be as- assumed. It's an insult to the taxpayer. <laughs> I love that sort of stuff. <laughs> Fo- uh, uh, LBC phone-in stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, a dis- it's a disgrace, actually. It's a disgrace. I, I, I was on James O'Brien's podcast this week. Yes. Full disclosure. Um, James O'Brien of, sort of LBC phone-in fame. Oh, you talked about getting caned. I talked about getting caned at school as a kid, which I never talk about. Yeah, um, and people, all his listeners think it should come back. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> or, okay. Or, I, I didn't know. mean to bring it up, really, but uh, most of the comments on Twitter are like terrible, terrible. Um, I scrolled even like through a campaign them. to end violence against children tweeted like terrible, terrible. Yeah, uh, but I always bring it. I never bring it up because I don't think people would care. And then I do, and people go, "That's horrible," and I go, "Yeah, I guess, I guess so." Yeah, I mean, there's still. I think there are still schools in South Africa now that do it. It's certainly not a problem in Africa. Mm. Everyone's mm. fine. Like, yeah, hit your kids. How else are they going to learn to yeah. not do stuff without being sort of smacked around a little bit? But in the UK, yeah, there's such a virulent. I think it's also just because the age. Maybe they've all sort of just retired, but like, for a lot of, for the last ten or twenty years, the age of everyone in charge of everything was the last bracket of British people to be hit. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's like national service. Everyone hated national service in the UK until it stopped. Right. And then each generation that didn't have to do it went, oh, maybe that's the solution to these to these young people. Yeah, I think people who are like want to bring back hanging or whatever kind yeah. of have the same, right? Yeah, they've never they never had to live through a, living in a society where that happened or mistakes. Well, then were membership made of or... the EU is the same thing. You know, you, yeah, you just people just kind of want change because they think just change alone will fix something. Also, they they're promised that. Before all this happened, whatever's going on now, it was yeah. great before. Yeah. So they go, well, you know, like scientists, if it was great before, let's replicate the conditions of before. Mm. And what mm. they don't realize is that they're being lied to and it wasn't great before. It's just that nostalgia is a disease that has destroyed our country. It really is. But I saw, I scrolled through the, some of the tweets about your thing about being caned and a lot of the most supportive replies were from profile pictures of people with like white beards. Supportive of, of saying, saying like yeah terrible. Oh right, yeah. No, saying like yeah terrible. Whereas inevitably the replies that are like, I think it's good. It will always be from someone who's sort of fifty, say, just missed out on classic it. boomer stuff. The people who yeah. are more obsessed with the Second World War than people who are actually alive during it. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I still I've said this before, either on this or in my life. But if you if you listen like I did growing up because I was very cool to the Goon Show, the radio comedy in the fifties. Yeah. All they do is make fun of national service and the army, and right. like it's a constant joke that the British army officers are like corrupt and cowardly, oh. and, and really, and this is in the immediate aftermath of the. Second this is nineteen fifty-five. Yeah, right. So they're still rationing fifty-five to sixty. They're still rationing. Everyone involved in the show was in the war. Right, right. They're yeah. all served. Um, so they start going on about how like drill sergeants are sort of like complete, you know, sadists and perverts, and the officers are cowardly and corrupt and ridiculous and. This is something I also feel is um, about the NHS. The most po-faced people about the NHS are people who work tangential to the NHS. Yes. Actual doctors and nurses have a sense of humor about the NHS, and they're willing to admit <laughs> that there's some there are things wrong with it. Yeah, but it's people 
I remember, I, you know, I, I performed for like suppliers to the NHS and they were all like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's been very hard for me. Oh. But if you actually talk to doctors, they wouldn't yeah. be like that because they're actually in there. Yeah, it. I think that's true. I think that's true. Our friend, uh, the great comedian, Garrett Millerick, had a good routine about that. Yeah. Well, where he said, like, you're clapping for the doctors and the nurses. The receptionists can go fuck themselves was the gist of his routine because he had some terrible experiences with admin staff of the mm-hmm. NHS, mm-hmm. never the actual, you know, care workers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's right. But yeah, I mean, like, and then there was a bunch of episodes of The Goon Show where they were making fun of how there were way too many um, war autobiographies, like memoirs. Already by then? Yeah. Were- they wow. were making fun of it, like, oh, another general with his fucking book about my contribution to... That was the, when Spike Milligan wrote his autobiography about his time in the war, and a bit more generally than that. It was called my, uh, it was like Hitler, My Part and His Downfall. That's so funny. <laughs> Even though he was like, you know, like a private or whatever. <laughs> it's really, really funny. But it was to make fun of that as an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas now everyone is, like you say, the boomers who were being born in that decade are the most po-faced about it. Mm. And like maybe national service would solve these people's problems, and it's like your your parent, the people who you idolized thought it was a stupid waste of time. Also, you didn't go through it, and you never did it. You haven't got a clue what it does. Yeah, plus or minus. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Oh, speaking of, uh, were you talking about naughty people? Yeah. Uh, I'm always talking about naughty people. Uh, last time we spoke about Shemaima Begum. Yes. And either that night or a couple of nights after, I had a dream where I was like really close mates with Shemima Begum. <laughs> really? And, and you know what? She was a bloody laugh. <laughs> she was gr- <laughs> She was really good value. So maybe we've maybe really we've judged her too. Maybe we've misjudged the girl. She's your, she, she's literally your dream woman. She has chat. She she's got chat. <laughs> she's got banter. It turns out she's got banter. What's funny about this is because it was your dream. You're finding yourself funny. Through this sort of avatar, no, but, I'm, but your brain made the jokes happen. Oh right, right, right. You yeah. see what I mean? I don't even remember what the jokes were. I just remember her sort of being quite cheeky. Really? <laughs> yeah, she was cheeky. Oh, she's cheeky. That's what <laughs> it's I'm pretty funny. fucking cheeky. Yeah, she was. She was good value. So I don't know. I don't know what everyone's so upset about. <laughs> I would love to see a demonstration about how, like, uh, there's loads of signs, and some of the signs are about how, like, it is illegal to render someone stateless. And other signs are like, it's our mess, we should clean it up. And then you're there with this big sign with a really serious face on. And the sign just says, what if she's alive? (laughs) (laughs) And a big photo of her with a a cry laughing emoji question mark. (laughs) What if she's alive? (laughs) Can we afford to take that risk? Bancers at an all-time low. We've got no trade agreements. There's, we're running out of lettuce. <laughs> Bring banter home. Bring it home. What if she's a laugh? I mean, is there anything more bants than going off and joining ISIS? I don't think so. Remember that guy who got the photo taken with that bomber on the plane? That sort of considered oh. by, by banter historians as the, the zenith of banter. There's a Scottish guy... Um, I think it was a flight from Glasgow to London or something, and a rather deranged man got on and said he had a bomb. Right. And the guy, uh, a guy, the Scottish guy went up and asked if he could have a selfie, and the guy was like, yeah, right, and he got this photo with the bomb. Did you never see this? 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I thought you were going to talk about the Scottish, the Glasgow airport terror attack. Oh, where the, he punched a man on fire. He, he hoofed him in the nuts or something when yeah. he was on fire. Yeah. Because they, they filled a Jeep with what they thought would explode and drove it into like the wall of the airport and it just set them on fire and the Jeep. And then they were just running around screaming. Fantastic. And then this guy just went, ah, and left into action and fucking. Didn't he? And he got like an honor from the city or something. The guy, yeah. who, the guy who well, he's, he's, he's probably never had to buy a pint again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you buy me a beer, I'll tell you about the time I punched a flaming terrorist. <laughs> sure. But yeah, so, so, um, selfie, guy selfie with terrorist. Scottish bomber selfie. Man who posed for... Yeah, I'm surprised this passed oh, you by. Yeah. When was this? 20, it must have been 20... It's an Egypt air hijacker. Ah... Uh... Okay, well, he wasn't in Scotland then. Was oh, it he's also fun? been. He's also. It seems like he's been in trouble for something quite bad three years later. Oh shit! What the 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 guy who took the selfie? Yeah, hmm. he did something bad. I didn't click on it, but it was something to do with public urination. Oh yeah. A passenger who took a selfie with a hijacker wearing a suspected suicide belt said he posed for the photo to get a better look at the device. Smart. The guy doesn't look like a. He looks more like a professor than a terrorist. Yeah, like an old-looking guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. This fucking little blue shirt. This guy's dressed like every guy on a, a, the, a stag do. The yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness sake. Yeah, he does look he like... He was 26. Wow. He looks like he's at Old Bar 1. <laughs> looks like he's trying to take a picture with a guy from a fucking HBO series. It's like, look, look who's here. Yeah. But, but but I've read sort of you know the history of banter and the age of the the age of banter and the end of the age of banter and you know a moment this is like considered like the the ultimate banter. <laughs> this would be the cover of the textbook. Yeah 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 yeah. Remember yeah. when you were a kid and every textbook had like a picture on the cover and yeah. the meaning would only become clear the deeper you got into the subject. We go oh and that's a picture right. <laughs> oh it's a cochlea. Yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's that's why the front cover is like a sort of melange of uh, an apple and a tree and a, a like a, a wheel and a, it's a physics right, right, right. Oh wow! I figured if his bomb was real, I'd lose nothing anyway. Yeah, Alexandria to Cairo. So it was a domestic flight in Egypt, but the guy was Scottish. Ah, uh, okay. God, that's fucking mad. But he didn't punch him. He didn't punch him. So I think the bomb wasn't real in the end. No. The guy was just a bit crackers. The guy was a bit cracker. He looks a bit crackers. It's also funny to be like, can I have a selfie and just be like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm, a fan- I'm now, as of this instant, a very famous hijacker. <laughs> I'm not so it monster, makes sense that you would want a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. But at no stage did he think like, I should get this man in a headlock. Or I'm next. I'm next to him. <laughs> but yeah, I guess if, it, if the bomb might be real, or, yeah, know. or he's got like a dead man grip, dead dead man trigger, dead Is man that? switch, yeah, dead man switch. Um, I wonder what his demands were. More bands. Mmm, and he was satisfied. Yeah, and then that's when he took the vest off. <laughs> he went, "Well done." So he unclipped the vest and then just. Opens the door, gets sucked out. Thunk. Gone. <laughs> I must return to my home planet now. Thunk. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just really slowly just shuts the door while the air is sucking everything out. Just go, I guess we'll just fly, keep flying. Well, let's do some correspondence. Okay. 
after the tone. Oh, hello. Um, I'm just leaving this message as I'm walking to work. I work as a ballard. Um, I work as a ballard. I'm normally one of those ballards. Um, that's under the floor. Uh, that's inside the pavement. Uh, because it's a, for a road that is supposed to, you're supposed to be able to get through mainly. But then sometimes they close it for various reasons and they press a button and I slide up from a hole and they pave in the, in the tarmac in the S asphalt, as the Americans would say. Um, and then I block with my little body and sort of in a, posing in a sort of cone. I've been smooshed into a cone by the, the pipe. Um, and then I'm a ballard and I stop various delivery vans from getting in. Um, so basically, I'm calling to say I can't come to play uh, bridge with you and any of the other uh, various um, the board, the board of directors, uh, because I'll be, I'm doing, it's a bollard day, I forgot. I do shifts, you see. Um, I'm only doing a shift um, yes, yesterday, today, and then Thursday, uh, another shift. So I won't be able to make the pie contest where we see who can make themselves smell the most like pie. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So we got some uh, some tat here for you. Oh, great! From Danica. Danica. Mm. Oh, Manica! I'm excited to hear about this. Nice. Tat. Dear sirs, I like that. Formal, respectful. I write to you regarding a piece of tat so perfect for pod buds, it's almost unfathomable. <laughs> this post from Housekeeping 101 could not be scrolled past without screenshotting and sending to you, our world's greatest defenders against tat, who are also our world's greatest out-of-home poop enthusiasts. Out-of-home poop enthusiasts? Are we? Why out-of-home? Public toilets, the woods. The we stories, ourselves The stories they? we receive are usually out-of-home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. So it's... um. Okay, so let's see if you can guess this. It looks, it's it sort of originally, it says home is where the heart is, right? Mm. But the heart is has been crossed out. Okay. So instead it reads home is where blank, 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 blank. So heart is crossed out. Yeah. Home, home is, is where, where blank, 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 blank. Home is where. 
the, the crossing. I up- keep my poos. <laughs> <laughs> the collection. It, yeah. No, although oh. you, it's obviously it is about pooing. I think I'm. Yeah, home um, is where. It doesn't work the crossing out thing because it's 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 clearly the sign is the sign it was the sign is the size it was supposed to be. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hate that sort of faux. I'll scribble vandalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, faux correction. Faux um, correction. Home I, is home where is blank where blank blank blank. Is the first word I? No, but it is of that flavor. Oh, you? Yeah. Oh, home is where you do your poos. You, you home is where you poop most comfortably. Right. Yeah. 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 I thought it might be that kind of vibe. Which I suppose is is true. It is depends how many people you live with. Yes. If you have lots of flatmates, you probably poop most comfortably at work. Wow. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't know. I've got my my home is a wash with toilets. It has as many toilets as a listener to this podcast might assume we each have. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's I have an embarrassment of toilets in my home. You have loads of toilets in the same way that like if you were in like Van Halen, you'd have loads of guitars on the wall and stuff. And just be like, <laughs> oh, I just can't stop buying them, you know. <laughs> there are toilets in frames and stuff, <laughs> yeah, glass yeah. frames. Yeah, I sh- I only shit in that one at the O2. It's my O2 toilet. <laughs> um, wow. But I have a, I have an ensuite, so I mean mm. that is. The most the most poop friendly toilet imaginable. I Fortress mean, of solitude. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, but I try and I try and poop in the other toilets um, just so they don't get jealous. <laughs> well, you got to keep their um, keep their eye in. Yes. Keep them in the game. Yeah, I feel like a, a polygamist trying to. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want the to not do one for a while and then you shit in it and somehow the shit just flies out because <laughs> the toilet's forgotten. <laughs> just uh, rejects it immediately um we have a message from make sure that uh matthew not a matt for once matthew have you any news for us he does the the subject line is posh boys just love to shit interesting hmm. it's a new class analysis by matthew let's hear him out let's hear him out let's hear him out my dear piero and colonbine Piero and Colum. I guess Piero and Columbine. What's Piero? I think Piero is like the Commedia dell'arte, the sad clown uh-huh. with the white and black. Yeah. And I think Columbine must be who he's in love with. Oh, so he's not talking about the Columbine massacre. No. Okay. I doubt it. Yeah. Was I there? No, it can't have been. <laughs> no. I'm guessing here though. Um, a recently caught up historian here. It's good. Oh, great. Unlike some of these other maniacs, it's taken me months to catch up with the current <laughs> output. An approach I believe is recommended by physicians. Yes. yes. Physicians do recommend. Yes, the NHS website recommends that, that pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mayoclinic.com, <laughs> which is the other one that will come up if you Google your health issues. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, Quora. Quora. Where some maniac has misspelled a really serious health question and some other maniac has misspelled an answer. <laughs> WebMD also always comes up. WebMD, of course. It's so weird to start hearing you talk about things that have happened quite recently. Your timeline gradually converging with mine has been like the last few minutes of the film Dunkirk. (laughs) What? How? Um, The timelines converge. Oh, of course. Because it's minutes, hours, days. Right. I need to watch it again. Yeah, so good. Given the military, given the militarism and cineastism of the podcast, I'm assuming I don't need to explain that reference. No, not really. Cineastism. What's that mean? 
Cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon. Oh, right, 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 right. The upshot is that I only just heard your illuminating but brief discussion about posh boys and their prurient interest in shit. Hmm. Don't remember that. I don't remember that. Um, it is sort of top bants, though, isn't it? I guess so. I guess so. Maybe we were talking about that lady who went out with that horrible posh guy. Oh, who I've met. We met her at yeah, Soho we met Theater. At the theater yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe that was a context. Anyway. As someone who attended the other place... Oxford University. Oxford oh, University. but we'll forgive you, Matthew. This time. <laughs> don't attend there again. <laughs> Just don't bring up the boat race and all's forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who won the last one. How dare you attend a place <laughs> the same as where we went. How dare you go to another very good university. It's weird. We should be... The universities should places should hate places the most different from them. But this is the what was it called? The narcissism, narcissism of small differences. Of small differences. Yes. Our town sucks, but we're better than the shithole down the road. It's yep. the same, same vibe. Yeah. As someone who attended the other place, I have often found myself rubbing shoulders with a kind of milk fed rugby boys who apparently <laughs> Who apparently miss Nanny so badly they remain in Freud's anal stage for the whole of their adult lives. What is Freud's anal stage? Like when anal retention, with, like right? shit and anal retention. Oh, and right, but anal retention like, is like holding your shit in. Yeah, like exerting control. I did that so much as a kid. I was always holding my shit in. Oh yeah, I remember you. Talk, you did some stand up about it. I don't think so. I think I've, I've talked about it and how it's because I just loved play so much and I, I was kind of scared of the toilet. Also, like, yeah, the time you spend... How, sh- how things have changed. How things but, have changed, yeah. <laughs> I'm like Batman. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> I've become that which I feared <laughs> to, to conquer it. The shite. <laughs> I am vengeance. I am the shite. I am the shite. <laughs> I am the shite. <laughs> I'm not the shit that you need, but I'm the... I'm not the shit I'm that the you deserve. want, but I'm the shit you need yeah. right now. Yeah. But also, as a kid, pooing time is not playing time. Exactly, exactly. It's scary, alone, violent time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very violent doing your shit for a kid. But that's why I always say that it's funny is that not just because everyone has to do it, like Alfie Brown, great comedian, great guy, pointed out in his stand-up routine about you must shit. But it's also funny because it's the fact of something shooting out of your body that was inside it mm-hmm. and is solid. Mm. It's quite traumatic. Mm. But it's not just survivable, it's compulsory. Yeah. But it's this, yeah, anyway, right. I mentioned here two brief examples by way of evidence, says Matthew. Okay. Item, the egg tray. The egg tray. What's in my first year, well, we'll find out. Okay. In my first year at Oxford, I lived in college. My room was at the top of a gothic tower. Because as you boys know, when you're at Oxbridge, you get to live in Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Protected as I was by a steep stone spiral staircase... Lovely. I was rarely visited there, even by my friends, which is oh. fine by me. Yeah. Uh, so imagine my surprise when in the small hours of one Saturday night in first term, I was woken by the breathless galumphing of a brace of posh boys just outside my door. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's threatening. That's scary. Yeah. For a few seconds, I was terrified I was about to be the victim of a break-in and possible debagging. Debagging? I'd pull your pants down, I guess. Oh, okay. Some sort of great- I know teabagging. That's after. Mm. But it soon emerged from their whispered yet full volume conversation 
Uh-huh. That they were in fact using my staircase to hide from that bowler-hatted sentinel, the night porter. Ah, uh, yes. Now, we should say, for listeners who are not as privileged as ours, the, the porters were these guys in bowler hats who tended to be ex-military, who were basically just the security guards of the building of the college. Mm-hmm, They're mm-hmm. the guys who are in like a little visitor's glass box or office at the entrance. And their job is largely to keep an eye on things, stop people breaking in and stealing old paintings, and also to stop tourists from just walking in. Yeah. Because yeah. loads of tourists think it's like a museum. They don't realize there's actually students in there yeah. living in there. They yeah. just wander in and so on. I, remember, I don't know if you ever had this, but I remember in my, our like college like bar where people would go and have like paninis in the day. Oh, yeah. Just like a full family just came in and started taking pictures. <laughs> and it was like, could you leave, please? Really? Yeah. Were they squatted out? Yeah. Good. Everyone was just like, oh, no, you don't really understand where you are. Right, 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 right. It was very odd. Much to my annoyance, they began to loudly regale one another with a detailed account of their recent crimes. Oh, no. Why they needed to tell each other about the things they'd both just done together, <laughs> I do not know. Yeah, I've that's never understood fun. that. That's funny. Oh, my God, did you see? Uh, yeah, of course he saw. He was there with you. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> but it was, to them, hilarious. To me, it was like having to listen to the expository dialogue from a badly written thriller at volume 11. <laughs> and it made it impossible to get back to sleep. What emerged as I lay there with a pillow clamped over my ear was a depressingly familiar tale of Bullingdon Club-style hijinks. Oh, no. Um... And just as night follows day, their revels had inevitably culminated in a bout of unfettered public shitting. One of the turds in question, the subject of a heated discussion by this pair of junior David Camerons, had been laid inside an oven that had then been (gasps) turned to full blast. I hate that so so much. In an echo of one of your former correspondent stories, don't remember that. uh, It it does ring a bell. Poo oven. It's a bad smell. Ugh. Um... But the feat that had reduced these meatheads to awe had been committed in one of those big catering trays that holds five dozen eggs, each on their own little cardboard egg cup. Oh, yes. What? what, what um, a, a it's tray. those big square trays where it's just like infinite eggs. Well, cardboard. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So like basically what you buy eggs in, but like on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. In a square. In a square, pa- like a pallet of yeah, eggs. Yeah, a pallet yeah. of eggs. Um. One of the screaming rah-rahs had evidently tipped out the entire contents of the tray and then dropped his pants and proceeded to lay a single brown egg in, of his own into each of the 60 vacated spaces. What? How? That's impressive. That's anal retention. That's, That's anal retention. The two hair-brained toffs spent what felt like half an hour praising the precision with which their pal right, had yeah. dolloped his leavings like some bake-off contestant with a piping bag of chocolate <laughs> ganache. <laughs> Mr. Whippy. Really good. That is impressive. It is impressive. How was there so much of it? Well, I mean, volume-wise, it's probably not too much of an ask. Do you think? Well, I mean, we need to see. We've got to see how big this pallet is. 60 eggs. 60 eggs. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, that's quite Quite a lot. lot. That is a lot. Um... Then they fell into a reverential silence. By the time I got to my door to tell them to fuck off, the two had vanished like a pair of ghostly skid marks into the night. <laughs> Item two, Nursey. At my first job, nine to five, after graduating, one of my colleagues was a tweedy young man who had after work drinks like nothing more than to regale us with tales of his rugby club weekend antics. Oh, no. He became particularly animated when telling us about the forfeits inflicted on him by his teammates after a match when, on the field of play, he'd, un- he'd transgressed some unwritten code. Oh, yeah. 
he here was someone who loved to be disciplined, and this is ostensibly heterosexual man was never happier than when his punishment involved some form of anal violation meted out by the gang of burly men. Yes. Yeah, the sweet spot for like, him. Yeah, they are sort of obsessed with... I think that Dave Chappelle adds a thing. He had, he had like an, when, an old routine about white guys get white drunk, guys. they're always putting stuff up each other's assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put a carrot in his butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Always mess with each other. Never, never pass out around these guys. Yeah. Yeah. It is some bro thing. Um... He was never happier, this ostensibly heterosexual man, was never happier than when his punishment involved some form of anal violation meted out by the gang of burly men. The sweet spot for him was when he transgressed so badly the rest of the team was obliged to call on Nursey. Nursey, it transpired, was one of the larger members of the team squeezed into a costume shop nurse's uniform. Oh, this is on the night out? This is just in general. What? He's always wearing a nurse's uniform? No, 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 but he puts it on for the purposes of becoming Nursey. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, at the match... No, after. Oh, fuck. Every time. Rooms, well, no, if, if, if something does happen that is bad enough to qualify to activate Nursey. Wow. Yeah. Oish, this is like, this is a nightmare. This is weird, yeah. It, nurses, no, I know exactly the costume shop nurse uniform that they mean as well. Mm, I think I do as well. Medical lady. Yeah. <laughs> Caring dress woman. Um, squeezed into a costume shop nurse's uniform and armed with an enema tube. Obtained from Christ knows where. Well, the internet. I think you can guess the rest, but I still remember with a shudder this Medi Gimp's accounts of, an, of the instant and devastating evacuations that would occur when Nursey went about her business. What? What? Oh, I don't understand guys who, who find this fun. Yeah. So this, Matthew's got two questions for us, basically. Yeah. What would be the generic costume shop name for the horrifying nurses you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Colonic Invasion Medic. That's good. <laughs> Butch tubular violator. Are these uh, Matthew's yeah. um, suggestions? Yeah. Um, butch tube violator. Medical bum rinser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> underpaid, uh, underpaid anal worker. <laughs> um, cross-dressing enema person. If we're assuming that it's for a rugby person to wear. Yeah. Um, two, why is it that the scions of our crumbling aristocracy relish these fecal frolics? I've lived among these people for much of my life, but I have no idea. So I was hoping you guys would, uh, you, you two bold anthropologists, <laughs> would be able to help us, Koji Matthew. Um, I don't know, really. They, the, the truth of the matter is that they're never actually aristocracy. They're just upper middle class. Yeah. They're never but, a duke or something. But it is... It, it is Matthew, more he posh. Is right, yeah. Then again... Is this not just the sort of um, white-collar version of whenever England was playing during the World Cup and there were those people with fireworks in their assholes? Yeah, it's true. Or that guy who, I saw a video of him drinking a pint that had been poured down the exposed and splayed bum cracks of <sighs> five men piled on top to, of each other. I don't want to hear about this. The beer was just running over I like don't want to a bare bum hole. I don't want to hear that story. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so it seems to just be like a, 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 an everyone thing apart from the middle class. It's kind of like all all roads lead to Rome, right? All banterous <laughs> up uh, one-upmanship leads to the uh, the anus. All roads lead to Brown. Mm. Mm. I think you're right. Yeah, and I think it's only people who've been raised to be like good boys in the suburbs yeah. who don't do it. I think the blue collar and the white collar 
Mm. It's it's like those things where like the working class and the upper class are actually more in tune with each other than the middle class. Also, I think it comes from a place of of privilege because you know you've had a comfortable life. If you had a tough, poor upbringing, the last thing you're going to do is add horrible experience to it by choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Only someone who is otherwise very comfortable and all right. I don't know can- though. Soldiers. <laughs> this is the sort of oh, shit they get yeah, up to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Initiations mm. and all that shit. Mm. Interesting. Well, it's it's proved to be a more complex question than we'd anticipated. I think bum antics are the same as patriotism. How so? In the UK, you can be patriotic if you're posh and if or if you're blue collar. Right. Or yeah. So you can. Those pa- are the two types of people who can own a flag. <laughs> yeah. Right. Soldiers in the posh. Yeah, an an aristocrat to fly an England flag from like his personal cricket ground, mm. or like a white van guy. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you know what, Matthew? You're, you're. If anything, you're bourgeois. <laughs> if you're a man of the people, you'd be right there, sculling a pint from filter through eleven bumholes, just like those cool football guys. <laughs> I would love to read like a Marxist academic defending like bum antics as like, oh, a, like a class a indicator, proletariat, yeah, uh, prolapsitariat, right, um, and bourgeoisie. Bourgeoisie. The bourgeoisie. <laughs> well, thanks, Matthew. That was well, a really you, good, Matthew. good email. Um, we now have to go to the the never-ending rugby club initiation that is the Patreon. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, we should say our BudPod Live yes. 2 is happening. 14th of March in London in Leicester Square Theatre. Um, we're nearly sold out, but there are a few tickets left. Yeah. So do get on Leicester Square Theatre, Bud Pod Live, 14th of March. Would love to see you there. Yeah, it's almost it's off, it's full. It's almost full. Almost full, yeah. Get on it, get on yeah. it. The last one was so good. It was really um, fun. Yeah, look forward to it, everyone, and then see you there. Yeah, see you, Pod, uh, patrons on Friday. Yep. Everyone else next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.